This is a previously recorded episode. This show is broadcasting live from the Podcast Detroit studios in Royal Oak, Michigan. For more information about the show or our network, please visit www.podcastdetroit.com. Tell me you love me. I need a good laugh. I'm holy water. You need a good bath. Whiskey and perfume. You had a nightcap. Now how about that? A perfect stranger He's got a bullet with your name in the chamber I'm body organ Rearranger You feel my danger This time I'm a bitch Can't so last word All your excuses Keep coming faster But your mouth cannot want my plaster This time a bitch Can't so last word This time a bitch Can't so last word Don't try to lie Nooner time. Welcome to the Nooner Show with Jay Dubs and Denise Brennan Nelson. We are broadcasting live from Detroit Sound Studios high above Activate Gaming in Ferndale, Michigan. You can find us at DetroitPodcast.com. It's Nooner time. Somebody bring me a mirror. Oh, it is afternoon. <laughs> Feels like morning. No, it is afternoon because you're already spilling wine on your shirt. So, yeah. Are you done well, sucking on that shirt now? Luckily, Jessica had a tied to go pen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, do you think we could get them to be a sponsor? Yeah. <laughs> For you. You're going to spill this too here. Oh, no. Okay. Why so, not? usually what happens is we start the sip on this is supposed to be at the end of the show. Oh. Oh. But no, Denise decided News to, to me. Yeah, make it breakfast. Right. It's okay, Denise. Instead that's of five lunch. o'clock somewhere. Yeah. There you go. Now it's nooner time. It's nooner time. It's, and we are not high above active eight, in case no. you guys are wondering. We're we are right in here. Royal Oak, right? We are in Royal Oak, yes. Yeah. Yep. All right. Which we, we is, have to get that updated. I know. We will. I we know. will. Yeah. So, All in due time. Summer is over. Right, and so we're back a, to work. It's a new year, new school year at least. I know. And that's like a new year for you. I mean, that's... Uh, <gasps> oh, yeah, that doesn't mean anything to you anymore now, does it? No, but well, but for Denise, it's always been like that. September is like her new year. That's when she has her, her September Eve party. She has all her friends <laughs> I over. I get new pencils. <laughs> she gets new, new pencils. New new, right. I go back yeah. to work. It's kind of like a do. teacher. I feel yeah. my schedule is a little bit more like a teacher. Mm-hmm. Linda, you can relate to that. Well, definitely. that's because, I mean, you spend so much time in schools with your books and everything else. So that Right. Is, yeah, I mean, well, and I spend so much time off in the summer. <laughs> yes, you do. Yes. Some of but, us, some were here every week while it's you bad. were out. It's back to work, <laughs> yeah. back, to back to reality. Thinking, yeah, yeah back to oh, reality. Well, welcome back, Denise. It's good to have you. And we did get Rachel all tucked into yeah. her new dorm uh, right. with three other young women. Okay. Did she know her roommates? Yes. Or? Oh, okay, yep. good. Yep. They get all... to pick their roommates now, right? They or... do. They okay. do. She's a sophomore, which, yeah. as my dad loves to point out, means wise fool in Latin. <laughs> wise fool? <laughs> when she was a sophomore in high school, he oh he just enjoyed telling her that every time he came over, which is a lot. But uh-huh. um, now that she's a sophomore in college, he's like, you know, you know what that means? And Rachel's like, I know I what know. that means. I'm a wise fool. fool. <laughs> they start to think they know it all, but they really don't. Yeah. 
course, the... the well, that uh, starts like at 12 in my house. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, okay, how's basketball? What's going on with that? Well, you know, they just year. get back up. They get back into practice. Their first game's not until the beginning of November. Okay. So, but they'll be practicing Now, did she hard practice and, over the summer? Oh, yeah. She, oh, she did? Oh, she did. Okay. She did a lot of running and a lot of, um, you know, um, conditioning. Yeah. Um, some weights, all that good stuff. And she played quite a bit her first year as a freshman, she did. right? She did really, really well. Wow, that's so. awesome. And so from what I understand, the girls just got back from New York. They went to New York. Our CEO went to New York. She actually took some time off. She did. They so what did they say time. about it? What did they think? You know, I asked them, I said, what What was your impression of New York? And I thought it was interesting. I've been there a couple of times. I know you've been to New York. Yeah. And they said it was cleaner than they expected. Mm-hmm. There were less people than they expected. Now, really? they were there on, on Labor Day weekend. But, oh, um, wow. They thought there were more trees. They huh. thought there was, you know, Interesting. Central Park, of course, is yeah. how many acres of, um, you know, yeah, a lot of, lot of wildlife uh-huh. and, and beauty. They, Rebecca mentioned that she thought the people were a lot nice. She was picturing kind of a snooty. Okay. And that's, yeah. she said that's not at all what it was like. That people yeah. were nice and helpful. Of course, they, you know, took the subway and they <laughs> had to ask for help a few times. Yeah. Um, they just had a great time. And they, you know, they that's stayed awesome. with a friend of hers who is from France. He's now lives in New York and um, his name is Jerome. And he has a roommate. And I thought you would find this interesting. Um, his name is Nick. Okay. And he is that works. the part I would find interesting? No, <laughs> <laughs> wow. no, the part, that, oh, the part okay. that you would find interesting, and not even this. He works for Google, but they got talking to him about oh. working for Google, and this is the part I thought you would find interesting. Rebecca asked him about the interviewing process. Take a guess how many interviews he had before he got the job at Google. Yes, probably one. 12. Oh, really? 12? 12. 12. No kidding. Yes. The first. Well, wait a minute. You know what? You know, Google has been rated the, the number, according to Forbes magazine, the number one company to work for the last seven out of 10 times. Really? Yes. Wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. So I guess I, I guess I was thinking one because, um, I didn't know if maybe they they go on their gut, um, but it's a company that I don't know what he said about the company, but um, he loves yeah, it. Yeah, that's what I heard. I mean, and you know what? I was reading there um, when I read a little bit about them. I they're sort of like their mission statement is you know how companies their mission statement is always centered around the customer. Usually, you know, right. we want to do this for our customer. We want to you know whatever. Um, theirs is all about the employee. And That's it's right. about really t- treating the employee with respect. And I mean, how smart, because if you take care of your employee, they'll take care of the customers. That's And that, that so. definitely is what he told Rebecca and Rachel, that um, first he got through the interviewing process, 12 interviews. Wow. Six of them were, were um, they put him in front of a whiteboard with a marker and asked him all these open, wow. quite, like you're the president of Belgium. What would you do? Wow, really? And that's like the Miss America pageant, isn't it? Well, they ask those kind of questions. <laughs> well, what they want is they want to they want employees that ask a lot of questions. So in order to answer that question, he had to, you have to ask a lot of questions wow. and you have to be engaged and curious yeah. and creative and and then the other How six questions cool. were more 
you know, critical thinking. Just, just, a, just a cool interviewing process. But the other thing I thought was fascinating is they serve three meals a day to oh, their right. employees. Organic and ping pong, and and they do oil changes for their employees. They um, have uh, free um, personal trainers. Is it yeah. too late to work for Google? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're probably too old. We'll probably fail the first question. Yeah. If I, Belgium, right. where's that at? That's what I would say. What Belgium? Uh, I don't want Waffles? to be president, is what yeah. I would say. <laughs> Yeah. No, thank you. Pass nuts. Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, they had a great time. But oh, I, and I know awesome. you had an interesting weekend, right? You went I to did. Arts, Beats, and Eats. Yes, love Arts, Beats, and Eats. You go every year. I do. Yeah, yes. I absolutely love it. I think it's a great festival. And like you said last week, it was um, one of the top 15, 15 in the country. In the country of festivals. art festivals. Yeah, it is. It's nice, um, packed. I mean, just packed. It doesn't matter what day and what time you go. It's packed. But um of course, Rocky performed, so you know we went and watched her. John Paul got up on stage and did a couple songs, um, so that was really cool. And uh, Frankie, do you ever hmm. lose that feeling of pride? Oh gosh, no! I'm always nervous, you know, okay. because it's obviously something I would never get up and do. So I always get, you know, it's it's butterflies all the time. What they sing? Know? What did Rocky sing? Uh, well, she had a, an hour set. Oh list, wow! But she actually sang some of the songs that we played last her new week. Songs? Yeah. She had a couple of her new songs, and um, the band was amazing. Really, really good musicians. Now, who Very was, talented. Uh, wh- wh- who was the band? Um, it was uh, F- Frankie Jason Turner, oh, okay. one of the songwriters. Yeah. He put the band together, and these are musicians that he's performed with. So um, so they all knew each other. It was pretty cool. And John Paul, it was his first time getting up. Well, I thought it was his first time getting up in front of a big crowd, but it's obviously graduation was a bigger crowd. But still... Um, you know, out there at a festival, and he performed two of his new songs. Oh, really? So that was really cool. Did he do Hot Mess? Yes, he did. Wonderful. He did Hot Mess and your your favorite song, Smile. He did that. Oh, love it. Um, but speaking of, and, and there were a lot of great musicians there. Um, Alan Turner performed on Monday, country singer. We've had him on the show. He's phenomenal. Cat Beale, country singer. She performed that day as well. In fact, we're going to have her on the show. Um, and who else? Was Red there? No, I did not. No, but speaking of Red, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you brought him up. A big shout out to him right now because his latest video went has gone viral. He has over 400,000 views on it. So, wow, um, good for him. Yeah, I mean, and it's an amazing video. It's And everybody's sharing it. So if you're listening, you know, R-E-D-D, he's a local hip-hop artist, and he's just absolutely phenomenal. Please keep sharing it. So what was and the video? It's it's him performing. Okay. Just like one particular song or a bunch? Yeah, no. He's just like um, um, sort of like rapping over a beat. I mean, oh, it's simple, wow. but it's... And it went viral. Yeah, it's amazing, though. Well, he's he, so he, good. He, he is so he, good. He's so good. So, yeah. And I, I, you know what? I do have to do that. another shout out, kind of changing... Um, oh, you know what? Real quick, though. I did see Laith Alsadi, the guy that um, made it up. What was he like? in the top four on The Voice yes. this past season from Ann Arbor. I don't know if anyone mm-hmm. here knows him or watched him. Um, but he was like the headliner there. So he was on the main stage, oh. and he he was at the, end, at the end of the night. I'm telling you what, he was so good. Really? So good. If you like blues and, oh, the guitars, it was just amazing. His voice is right on. It's no different than, um, you know, if you were watching him on TV, because you know that they can edit there, but... Um, on stage live, he was fantastic. Well, so well, good, to yeah. Know. So that was really good. Always nice to have local talent that's doing oh, well. Absolutely. Oh, and a shout what? out. I need to do a shout out to Chris Long. 
Oh, yeah. Because didn't Chris go- was with us yeah. over the weekend. Okay, Chris. Yes. So I, I'm so happy to hear <laughs> that <laughs> you, you listen to our show yes. and that you can quote me yes. and Jackie. Sounds like he did a really good job. In he his- did. He probably doesn't remember any of it, right. but he did. <laughs> yeah, he- A little too much to drink there, Chris. Yeah, just a little bit, but that's yeah. okay. But shout thanks, out Chris. To him. Yeah. I do have to do another shout out because I, we have a new listener today, I think, if he's really listening, and that is Officer Mallet, who is the chief of police in Metamora. I think he's listening. Um, so welcome to the show, Officer Mala, and we want to wish him and all those who are serving our community a happy hump day. Yeah, thanks for listening. Yes. I'm okay. sure there's not too much crime in Metamora that, you know, he's... I'm sure they stay busy, you know, with people like me living there. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Pulling people say, over. Yeah, for going people crime. over. For going 20 under. Yeah, for going 20 <laughs> under. You can't yep. get a ticket for that, can you? You can. Not if you're in, in the slow lane, you can't. I don't think. Well, I mean, minimum speed is 55 in the expressway. You're not supposed to go under 55. I don't. I go 55. (laughs) Sometimes I go a little slower. Well, no, then I drive with my hazards and I pretend that there's something (laughs) wrong with my car. So everybody stays away from me. Old lady. (laughs) That's not an old lady. I don't care. I'm telling you what. You know, I'll tell you what. We were going to talk about pet peeves today. Yes. I just have to tell you real quick. There's so much construction going on. I mean, it's here. It's up where I live. I'm sure it's where you live. All over. But I can't get over the people that are in a hurry that tailgate in construction. It just pisses me off. Pet peeve. Oh, big time. Pet peeve. Yeah, what's yours? Oh, we don't have all day. We have guests. That's true. (laughs) Mine is people in grocery stores that aren't nice. Are you talking about other shoppers or are you there no. to make friends? No, I'm not there to make friends. I'm talking about the people who wait on me. Oh, people who wait on don't you? Don't get me started. No, you know, you're always <laughs> complaining about that. What is it that they do? Because I don't have that issue. What, just... what is it that you, you want them to do? Smile. Oh, they don't smile at <laughs> Say all? Say hi. Say hi. Have a great day. <laughs> Something. Hello. You're taking my money. Wait on me. Ask me if I need help. Oh, geez. You really want me to keep going? We're, no, you know, we're supposed to no. stay on the lighter side of the show. I know. So, so let's, let's get to our favorite, uh, yes. our favorite segment. We're not yes. going to talk about pet peeves anymore. At least not this show. <laughs> oh, We are going to talk about animals, though, right? Oh, we, yes, Woo-hoo! We, yeah. Woo-hoo! <laughs> so it's time for... Our favorite segment. What's the wish? What's, what's the, the way? And what's in the way? This segment is designed to showcase the stories of talented and gutsy individuals who had a wish and found a way to make it happen. They set goals, overcame obstacles, and turned setbacks into comebacks. Their stories are unique, interesting, and most of all, inspiring. Our guest today is an animal biologist. Her extensive work around the world with animals in captivity gave her an intense desire to help them live better lives. In 2015, armed with passion, determination, and a business plan, she started Zoo Rehab, a nonprofit organization with the goal of assisting zoos, wildlife reserves, and rehabilitation centers to better serve animals. And what's behind many passionate entrepreneurs? Their parents. <laughs> so not only do we have Dana Gill, president and owner of Zoo Rehab, we have her mother. Mom's here. Head of administration for <laughs> Zoo Rehab, Linda Yeager. Yeager. Welcome. Yeager. I always think Yeager Master. Is it Yeager Master? No, it's Yeager. Yeager. Come on, you're the and professional. It's, it's Yeager Meister. Yeah. It's, 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 <laughs> but it's Yeager, yes. Linda Yeager. Did he, Yay, listen, Linda. she has wine on her shirt, so <laughs> what does that tell you? <laughs> Denise, now you know. You've Linda. been my mother's friend Yeager. for how long? And you, you just learned how to say your last name? Yeah. Yay. I'm sorry. That tickles me a little. Yeah. I like a, I'm glad to, tickle, Welcome, I'm glad to tickle you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having us. We yeah. are Thank excited. Thank you for, for being here. Yes. We know you came all we the way from We love to be here. Yeah, you Charlotte. know that. Yeah, so we've excited. been here a couple times. Oh, okay, where are you from? 
We're from yep, a kind of rinky-dink little town just outside of Lansing from Charlotte. It's an awesome little town. Well, (laughs) that's where mom and dad still are, and I'm in Battle Creek now. Oh, you're in Battle Creek? I'm in Battle Creek now. Oh, okay. Next to Kellogg's up there, huh? Yes, yep, right now. All right. Cool. (laughs) Next to Tony the Tiger. That's how she fell in love with animals. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, is that Kellogg's? What is that? Oh, that's Frosted Flakes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I think. Okay. I don't know. And that's um, Kel- Kellogg's. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Okay. You guys are on the right track. You were yeah. on the track. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you were actually on the Wine, cereal, whatever. <laughs> so last week we had Rocky Valus on. And at the age of eight years old, she told her mom not to worry about her getting into trouble all the time at school. She said, Don't worry, mom. I'm going to be a singer. Yes. Oh. How old just, were you? just what every mother wants to hear, yeah. by the way, you know, with your firstborn. <laughs> you would know. Yeah. So I'm curious to know, Dina, um, at what age did you decide you knew what you wanted to do? I don't know if there was a specific age where I said, oh, this is going to be it. It was in me from day one, wasn't it, Mom? I mean, always, I always remember I had no interest in Barbies and baby dolls. It was always the stuffed animals are my babies and I'm going to be a vet and I'm out in the barn. Oh, that's and so true. It was. Yeah. I remember I, I did want to be a crib where always mm-hmm. animals, stuffed mm-hmm. animals and always, yeah. um, always would rather be outside in the barn because we were, you know, we had horses and, and things like that. So we always wanted to do that more than be inside. And, and I think I was probably about four. I wanted to be a veterinarian at first. I do remember this until I was about four. And then I realized that I would have to have the duty of, putting animals down as well. And I didn't want to do that. So mm. um, so I said, well, never mind. I won't be a veterinarian. And then it skipped all over the place. I talked about um, I talked about marine biology for a while. Mm-hmm. I talked a lot about I want to go and I want to live in Africa and I want to work with elephants you and big talk cats. About and, that. and that is still number one on my list. She did, I did it for, wow. she did it for, for a, month. a little bit. Yeah. Really? For a month just to kind of, you know, wet my whistle. And now I'm like, gosh, when can I just go back and be there forever? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> well, so, let's, let's talk a little bit about what, what you know, you're, you're an animal biologist. Yes, is that correct? Yes. That was the path I ended up taking. Yes. What, animal what exactly biology. is that? I mean, well, I have a couple of specializations. I mean, it's, it's very broad. I mean, lots of people specialize you could get an animal biology degree and then you could go on to then get a degree in research. You could get a medical mm. degree. You could go on to get a more specific degree in marine biology or forestry and become a ranger. And so it's very broad what I do, which is kind of what drove me to that in the first place because then I was like, I could go on and do so many different things and I could change my mind later if I wanted to. You know, So I specialized in animal behavior and um, uh, ecological organismal biology. So basically – Studying the ecosystems, um, studying animals, animals' behavior, how they act in their ecosystem, and what luckily strongly ties into what I do at Zoo Rehab. So, well, look, can we go on to Zoo Rehab because yes. that's fairly new, right? Yes, I mean, we just started the spring of last year. So, and already within a year, though, you became nonprofit. We. We just officially became Ooh, nonprofit. That's amazing. In June, yes. Congratulations. So it was a, close to a year and a half, but thank yes, thank that you. That seems like it's pretty quick, though, because it's pretty it, difficult. It from was what actually I it's very difficult, and it was much faster than we thought it would be. We were originally told um, when we first applied, which was, I mean, months and months ago. It takes you know, you know working with the IRS for a long period of time. Um, but we were originally told that the earliest we would probably hear anything back would be the end of this year. And so to get our letter in June, all of us were just like, what? Wow. Is, is this real? What we were hoping the... for September. Yeah, we were hoping June. for wow. like, yeah, September, October, maybe. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so to get it 
suddenly in June was a, a big surprise and because there's so much you can't can't do without that 501c3 without that nonprofit right. status. I mean, you can't apply for grants. You can't, you know, I couldn't get permission to work outside of the state. Um, you know, just uh, there's a lot of things you can't do without that. So we were definitely surviving with plenty of smaller projects. But now that we have that, we can do so much more. So it's very exciting. Yeah, yeah. we got that much earlier than we were expecting. Yeah, and I can't even say why exactly that happened. We just, it just was happened an, to be blessed an, in that way. An animal lover way. who filled who I hope did the so, paperwork. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Well, and I, our legal and accounting team were key too because they really um our lawyer definitely wanted to cover all the bases Mm -hmm. and uh he cautioned us we might get a letter back with suggestions that of course we will take you know before we could um to reapply or to Mm -hmm. just kind of tweak some things and that didn't happen so I thank Steve Nicholas, yes. our lawyer. Steve and Tammy, our, and our wife, team that Tammy helped is us our accountant, this. Oh, and they great. helped a lot as far. I yeah. think when it came back, we didn't have to have any suggestions, so that meant they really did their homework as far as what we needed yeah, to. Yeah, exactly wow. what we needed. And it, I mean, it's you say application, you picture like a one, maybe two page little sheet that you turn in. No, oh, I no, don't. our I application is like pages at least. oh, like an <laughs> inch and a half thick wow. notebook of just months and months work of yeah. a worth of paperwork and signage, and you know, we had to get our board together. We had to do this. We had to have this and this and this before we could even apply you know and then once you have all those things then you can apply and then you just kind of see what they say but yeah wow. we were really worth really it. blessed oh Very totally worth it, worth it. yeah mm-hmm. yeah when totally did the idea it. solidify in your head right. that that you wanted to help animals in captivity well i've worked a lot with animals in captivity with my uh, specialization i've always been drawn to them it's not you know as an animal biologist it's hard to see animals living in captivity i think that's a uh, you know something that people don't always think about i think they see a zoo keeper or a zoo veterinarian and just automatically think, oh, well, you know, they love working at the zoo. They love having the animals here with them. And that's not always the case. It's it's sometimes very, very difficult to work in that kind of situation and to see these animals in captivity. But I firmly believe that if it weren't for zoos and for the public that they bring in and the ambassadorship that they have and some really fantastic uh, rehabilitation programs that they offer and um, breeding programs that they offer, I believe that there's certain animals that we wouldn't have at all. So, you know, unfortunately, the world is the way it is, and there will always be animals in captivity. So I got this idea that if there has to be animals living in captivity, I want to I want them to be served in the best way that they possibly can. I want them to live the greatest life that they can. And um, so this idea kind of solidified, uh, I would say, the very beginning of 2015, the end of 2014. Um, I had had a good five-year stretch of just professional bad luck, I guess. And, you know, they always say you go through these, you know, you can't have everything all at one time. And I, I my personal life was just flying sky high was wonderful i had just gotten married you know i'd graduated and gone to africa like i had always dreamed and um my husband graduated we got married he got a job right away we moved i mean it you know personally was doing very very well and very happy but then my professional life was just in the duds you know (laughs) when that just happens sometimes but i had had a good five-year stretch of just searching 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 and just rejection 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 i mean to the point where you know you can only take so much of that and just mentally when it came to 
my career and, and what I, you know, my dreams and what I wanted to do, my heart was just broken, you know, and you just yeah. kind of tell yourself, you know, what is wrong with me? I'm just such a loser. I can't, I could find work, but not in my field. You know, I, I had plenty of work, but I could not, for whatever reason, could not find anything in my field. I mean, I would apply and I'd have these fantastic interviews, or at least I felt they had gone well. And I would come home and say, oh, this is it. This is, you know, that went so well. They seemed to like me. I just, and then, would hear nothing back or I'd hear back and it would be, you know, a negative. And Well, I, but can I ask you something about that? Um, because for what you got your degree in, it seems mm-hmm. like Michigan probably wouldn't be the area and where there were a lot of And it's not always the best area. Yeah, and I was actually in Ohio at the time. My husband's okay. first job mm-hmm. um, was down in Ohio. And so we lived there for the first few years of our marriage. And the area we were in was a bad area for this kind of thing. But I was, right. you know, I was willing to drive an hour or so to get to where mm-hmm. I needed. And I was, you know, very willing to do volunteer work and things like that. And um, one thing I, w- I did do a lot of volunteer work at the time since I couldn't get job, you know, paying jobs in a lot of these these places that I was hoping to, I, you know, would always at least submit a resume for volunteer work so I could keep up with my craft, you know, and keep practicing. And, you know, it's very much like medicine. If you don't do it for a while, then, you know, you fall behind on and everything and then you have to get back into it all over again. And um, so I did. I had a lot of volunteer work and, uh, you know, I was working at rehab centers. Uh, you know, I've been in and out of multiple zoos and internships and things like that. And there was I started to see this pattern um, that I think I would seen all along. It just took me a while to really realize and, you know, identify what it was. But I started to see this pattern no matter where I was, no matter if I was in a big zoo, no matter if I was in a little sanctuary or rehab center, I started to see that there's always a project that for whatever reason, they just can't get it done. They either can't raise the money for it, or they can't get the right people to come in and do it. Or maybe it goes through and then it falls through for another reason. I mean, there was always something even at some of these bigger zoos that I've worked at, that um, there was always some reason that, you know, something they needed to get done, and they just couldn't. They couldn't get to it. The budget wasn't there. As I said, maybe they couldn't get the proper help. It was always something a little different. So I kind of had this inspirational idea of what if I could do that? What if I could be the one who comes in and identifies the need and raises the money, and then I have a team of people that come in and do it? They don't have to worry about finding the right people mm-hmm. or finding the correct resources or raising the money. I could come in and identify the need. I have the training to do that and the knowledge to do that. I could identify that and then I could have a company that just does all of that. And it was like as soon as I had that idea, the past five years of just rejection, rejection, rejection were just out the door. And it was like God just handed me this. Well, finally, you caught on. This is what I've been wanting you to do. (laughs) And I mean, I mean, it was that day. It was just I had this idea and all of a sudden it was boom, it was there. And And it was like this is what I need to do. Yes. And I I remember, um, you know, talking to my husband about it immediately. And I, my husband, if you're listening, honey, I love you so much. Thank you for being so supportive with all my all my crazy wild dreams. Justin, I, she know, bought more socks today. I, just yeah. so you know. socks today. <laughs> I have a little bit of a sock obsession and we were a little early, so we stopped at Old Navy. I bought more socks. Oh, in Denise's neck of the woods. We yeah. Yeah. You know what? It could be Andrew. a worse obsession. I was just going to <laughs> say. I'm sure. Socks are a lot cheaper than I think Chad's probably going, wow, I wish she would buy socks and not furniture. <laughs> That's right. See, honey? See? I, yeah. It could be it worse. It could be worse. I'm picturing you making animal puppets out of them, actually. <laughs> well, and three of the pairs I bought today have animals on them. But okay. yeah, um, anyway, um, yeah, if you're listening, I appreciate you for just always going along with my crazy idea. Because I do. I, I rush home and I'm like, oh, I have this idea and we could we could do this. I mean, it could be my own company and we could do this. And, the, you know, he just kind of sits there with his mouth open and is like, okay, 
okay, yeah, yeah, that's great. Because <laughs> I think he thinks How I'm long a have you crazy. been married? It'll be four years at the end oh, of the month. Oh, wait till you're married 30 years. They, <laughs> yeah. They'll tune that yeah. right out. Yeah. But 12 years I mean, John together. does that. He's yeah. like, just stares at me. No, I like the way she said that, though, <laughs> like just with his mouth. Yes. I can't yeah. tell you how many times Bob's Ladies, like, really? Ladies, we know. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, Another idea? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Denise, I'm so glad. See, oh. I'm not the only one, honey. I'm not the no. only one. But, um, and, you know, I called my parents, and it was this instant support team of, this is a really good idea. And there's nothing, at least in this area, there's nothing like that. And you could really, I mean, you could help so many people and animals. And, you know, you could be working in your craft, and this could be your own thing. And, um, you know, I I always pray for and feel so bad for people who don't have that support group. Because if I wouldn't have had them behind me saying, oh, sure. this is a great idea, right. good for you, I'm sure I would have dropped it. And it just right. would have been the same old thing that it had always been, you know, and I would have maybe reflected back and, oh, remember that one idea? Oh, well, that didn't work out, you know. So thank you so much to my support team who instantly jumped on the bandwagon and was just, oh, yeah, this is a great idea. We could do this and this. And my dad's, you know, kind of a financial guru. So he was immediately into the finances of, well, we could line this up and we could do this and this is where wow. we would invest. And, you know, it was it was great. So I did have wonderful support. And, um, I mean, it was what, within – Within a month, we were sitting down with a with a, a, our business lawyer, and we had our meeting, and then we were meeting with a company accountant, and and then it was just born. So wow. yeah, we actually our first official day, so the first day, our, the first meeting for us was St. Patrick's Day, two thousand fifteen. So that's wow, yeah, well, lucky day for us. Yeah, so, no yeah. kidding. Yeah, so that's how the idea came to be. Yes, and so the idea is to. Right, like you tried, you were explaining. So to mm-hmm. take things that zoos need, reserves need, yes. any kind of sanctuary. Yes, we work with basically any establishment that has animals in captivity. How so no matter they, how do you how do they get a hold of you? I mean, how do you know that they need help? Yep, they usually it's just as easy as a phone call, or they send me an email and they say, "This is where we are." You know, do you think you'd have time to come out and check things out? Or you know, some I've had a few people who just literally send me lists. Of things. Just, now, is um, it is it like the Humane Society? I mean, not that right. so much because okay. I'm I focus more. Not that I couldn't help them in the future, but we focus more on um, animals that would normally not. So, not animals that would be used as pets. Oh, so animals okay. that would normally be living in the wild, but for whatever reason, you know, they are living in. Maybe it's an injury, or maybe they were born in captivity. And, you know, we have unfortunately have a lot of breeders nowadays that don't really know what they're doing. So we have a lot of animals that mm. are bred in captivity and they have to, you know, they have to see when there. I hear the word captivity, I don't think of zoos, you oh, know. Are you kidding? No, I, I don't. I mean, because I don't know the impression and people go to a zoo to, um, you know, that's I, that's I really interesting. So what no, do you I, think I, of, Jackie? I just I mean, the word captivity, I guess I always think of. I mean, you're being held against your will, which Prison. I guess. <laughs> oh gosh, that's yes, I guess that's what. Well, well yeah. they would escape if they could. Yeah, yeah. for a wild mm-hmm. animal, they're they're not supposed to be captive. So to them, that sort of is like prison. You know, there's yeah. a lot of resistance to zoo. I mean, aren't zoos really popular? I mean, I not I, like they used to be. Oh really? No. Oh, there's I a didn't lot know that. of. Um, and you did I know a lot of people explain that go to this zoos. a little bit, Dana? That. I thought you said that very eloquently, that it's not easy to see an animal that, you know, isn't in its natural habitat. Now, I think zoos, a lot of zoos try to do a really good job to recreate those. Mm -hmm. And I think Mm. it's wonderful that we can observe them doing the things that they do. But when you see a bunch of monkeys in a zoo, Mm -hmm. that's not where they want to be, I don't think. Um, 
Hmm. Or tigers or lions yeah. or polar bears or Right. No, there's a lot there's a lot of organizations that are really against okay. animals benefiting humans or you know yeah. right mm-hmm. oh just every time definitely. I, I've definitely. gone to the zoo and I, I think I've only gone maybe two or three times in my life when the kids were younger it's it was always packed I mean I, th- I so think they've seen you a think decline that's changed yeah well there's so much more awareness about uh, animal cruelty I mean look at the videos I know Rachel has to watch videos of how the, we take care of chickens and and even that kind of you know, wildlife, but there's just trying to be a kindness and a, mm-hmm. and you said it again, I think you said it really well, Dana, that wanting to give animals the best life that they can. Oh, She's not going to stop people from having, owning or running a zoo. No, no. Right. But, but if they're already there, because there are reasons that I said, I, I've worked in zoos. I've unfortunately seen, I mentioned there's a lot of bad breeders who think, oh, I'll breed this animal and I make a lot of money from it. And it, but they have no idea what they're doing and they're not doing it for the right reasons. And all of a sudden you have all these animals that they can't control and have no idea how to take care of. Lots of times they end up in a, a rehab center or a zoo. Um, I can't tell you how many crazy calls when I've worked for zoos that we would get like that just from somebody that would be like, oh, or I bought this animal because I thought it would be so cool to show off to people. And now it's huge and I can't afford to feed it and right. I don't know what to do with right. it. And can you come? and get it you know so unfortunately you have a lot of that and as i said zoos you know not you don't always want to see those animals in captivity but if it weren't for zoos and sanctuaries and those centers that that some of the breeding establishments that they have some of the breeding programs they have and as i said i firmly believe that there are some animals without that that we wouldn't have and it also is a way to open up people's eyes to what is all over the world and what are issues all over the world because many of these places um, address that in some way that, you know, you see this animal and this animal is going extinct in the wild. I think koala bear is a good example because Mm -hmm. the koala bear was going extinct. Zoos kind of took over. Mm -hmm. They started, you know, Mm -hmm. mating them, which apparently Mm -hmm. panda bears don't really like to mate, I've read. And they encouraged that. And now they just recently, I think in the last month, have taken them off the extinction uh, list. And there's a lot of stories. They're now still, uh, they're they're off the endangered list. They're still, you know, like there's a middle ground. Yeah. But, you know, I think that is a good example of what zoos can do. You know, Mm -hmm. where I live, I live in Howell, and there's a nature uh, center there. Yes. yeah, how old they And I think that is a really good example mm-hmm. of what you're trying to do. So if an animal's hurt, let's say I see a bird okay. um, or any, any animal and it's hurt, it maybe it broke its wing, I can get that bird, I can take it to Howell Nature Center and they will bring it back. Um, you know, they'll feed it, they'll take care of it until they can let it go on its own. Mm-hmm. Oh, but okay. those places... They, they rely on volunteers. They rely on donations. Don't you think the hardest part is raising the money it's to help these animals? The which it's is always raising the money. Is, I mean, even for us, I have projects up the wazoo. I exactly. mean, we'll, we'll have projects even right now to probably last so us So how are you doing that? Years. How are you raising the money? Well, it's it's all kinds of different fundraising. We have a website, www.zoorehab.org, that you can visit anytime, no matter where you are, and you can donate online. Um, we've done a couple of, like, generosity pages. We've done that a couple different times for and, crowdfunding um, yep crowdfunding type thing it things. goes through indiegogo it's crowd mm-hmm. okay generosity. Say, say it again like if somebody's listening and they want to donate yes or they want to volunteer what what would they do go to www.zoorehab.org 
and you can you can uh, request information about the organization. You can donate online there. People can always, if they're not comfortable donating on donating online, they can always send in um, a check or a donation at any any kind they would like to to the office. We have a, an office in Lansing PayPal. right now. Yep, and uh, well, PayPal is is on the website. So yes, so. Um, so I, because I looked at your website, which I like your website oh, a lot. I you. like the kids section. Too, yes, so we'll the kids. Yeah, talk we about have that in a minute. But um, I noticed on the website that it said if you have a project, we'll raise the funds for yes. you. So is that what you do? If if somebody contacts you, you um, hold the fundraiser. Is that how you we, do it? Or we do we do everything from A all the way to Z, basically. So um, I could have uh, a facility call me and say. Can you come out and look at this? This is something that, you know, we, we need to expand this enclosure. It's too small for the animal rehab right now. But we have been trying to raise the money for it, and, and we just can't, or we don't have the time, or maybe they're trying to raise the money, but they're not doing it in the right way to get the attention that they need, you know, to bring in for this project. And so they'll say, can you come out and take a look and, you know, see how we can do this? And I will go out and I'll say, you know, this needs to happen and this is how we're going to do it and then we raise the money and then I have a construction manager and an entire team of volunteers oh. that comes in and we actually do it. Do the, so, build yes. the project. Or, yeah, I have a contractor wow. um, who comes in and, and knows what he's doing and then we have a whole group of volunteers that come in and we do it from start to finish. That or, must be so rewarding. It is. It is. I mean, and to see to see the, of course, the people who, you know, the owners that we help, but also to see the animals when we put in new enclosures or an expansion or some type of improvement or enrichment, you know, new enrichment for an animal, to see their reaction is, it's just the best. Um, but, <laughs> now, uh, would you do um, uh, individual, like if somebody had a farm, let's say, would you help an individual as opposed to like a zoo or a nature, you're talking center. like a private owner yes, or something. Even like Lowell. that word wasn't. Yeah, we actually um, we've actually had one just like that. We have a woman out in Lowell, Michigan, Lowell Farm and Wildlife Center, okay. who we've worked with a couple different times. We actually have a project going right now um, that she owns a wonderful. Um, rehabilitation center but it's it's hers it's on her private it's on property, her property. It's yeah just... so she has like 40 acres and it's just all there and wow. actually the very first project we ever did was there and um we're going back out we're hoping to get out there within the next year to do more but yeah she needed to uh, expand her fawn enclosure because she has so many fawns coming in each year because mom gets hit by a car mm-hmm. or Aww. is hunted in the off season or you know um so, you know, this fawn is left alone and can't survive, so it's brought into her, and she feeds it until it's able to be on its own and then re-releases it. And, you know, so we expanded her fawn re- enclosure, and we you actually— tripled the space. Yeah, tripled the had. space. That's awesome. And um, put, you know, she had some uh, some buildings that were falling down that we totally, you know, we got a new roof and put that on and made everything very stable. And uh, she had a barn that had some mold inside and was falling apart that she couldn't use, obviously. So it was just sitting there. But she said, I need this space. I need to use this. So we got in there and took out all the mold and redid the entire inside, everything, you know, but new door, everything made a, in a little emergency section in there. So if she has an animal that comes in pregnant and is about to give birth, she can kind of close off that area in there. And it's her emergency wow. area now. So Isn't that cool? That is cool. So that would be an example of a private donor but we also you know i i have a guy uh at uh 
Indian Creek Zoo, which is right down in Lambertville. It's the last exit on your way out of Michigan before you it's hit Toledo. It's just being built. It's a brand it's new fantastic. zoo. I, I want to say this oh. is his second season. Brand new zoo, fantastic owners. And so they are privately funded, so they don't need us to help with fundraising, but they don't have a big team to put things together. And it's a new zoo, and they have a lot of animals coming in from all other places that there's no room for them. And can you take this animal? It can't be re-released for whatever reason. It will you know, die if it's in the wild. And so they um, have a you know large volume of animals coming in. They don't have enough hands to put up enclosures and to build this and that. So we've been going out there every month since January and helping them with things and just you know getting things done. We were just there a couple of weeks ago. They have a brand new baby bobcat. His name is Bonkers. He's really cute. <laughs> um, but uh, and uh, he came from another zoo in Michigan that didn't have room for him, and so they said we'll take him. And so we built his neonate enclosure. So wow. he'll grow out of that in a few weeks. But by that time, they'll have something much yeah. bigger for him. So, so w- what is your um, com- who does your company consist of? Uh, you're the president, We're, founder. Yeah, I am the founder and president, and then my mother, of course, who who had retired right around the time that this idea hit me. Mm-hmm. So, of course, mom was just like, "How can I help?" And I was like, "Well." Oh, what I a great you. mom. Yeah. I know. <laughs> a great mom. She, is she retired for what I'm so day. happy to be on this She just now adventure. figured out how to properly awesome. wear her earphones. You know, she couldn't hear people. Like, but, yeah, mom so, you know, but she's great. Um, no, so mom is head of administration. She's basically my... Um, Paperwork yeah, She babe. She is my, like, personal assistant. If there's... A, she's just awesome about kind of jumping on Good everything. fundraising. Yeah, yep, or, like, something I run out of time for or something I start because I think I have time for it. And then she's like, you won't have time to do this. I will do do this for you. Oh, so she is, yeah, she, her mom's head of administration. And then it's it's a family affair. My dad, who is semi-retired and is kind of working towards full retirement, who I mentioned. Haven't is the, seen that yet, but yeah, he says that. Is the financial guru, um, just naturally. I mean, he just loves working yeah, with money. And, and uh, yeah, he, it just makes sense to him and it does not make sense to me. So he's our treasurer. Oh, that's great. <laughs> and then my father-in-law, uh, who is extremely talented graphic designer, he's our graphic designer. So he does all the wow. logos and prints our t-shirts and everything. So, but then we have a, a growing group of volunteers, which is fantastic. And they're made up of, I mean, some of my friends that just wanted to get involved, some people I went to school with, um, and then some who just love animals and love helping. And also some that have come along that just, you know, stumbled across the organization online or heard about us from somebody else or came to a fundraiser and just said, oh, how can I how can I get involved? I love what you're doing and I, I want to help. And volunteers anyway, I can. are key. So yeah, volunteers are key. So we think if we have any of our volunteers listening, we thank you so sincerely because yeah. there's no way we could do anything that we do without you guys. Exactly. So, and as I said, a, a friend of the family is our construction manager and I just brought on another one that I go to church with. So it's, it's it is really a family, family wow. affair. What's, but we like it that way. We all work support. well together. And that's what I'm saying. I just, you know. And it's interesting how everything seems to be falling into place. It does. That's what I'm saying. I think God was just waiting for me to have that idea. And then when I finally did. He was sending you the sign. hang in there. She just wasn't listening. I wasn't listening properly. I was going for me totally and not saying, what do you need me to do? And once I did, he was like, this is what I need you to do for a while. We've probably all been there. (laughs) Oh, yeah. We're still trying to figure it out. It's the whole reason we love this segment. Right. And everything you've said are things that people need to hear. Right. It doesn't happen. Happen overnight. It oh, takes gosh, hard work. No. You need a support team, and there's a lot yeah. of rejection ahead of time. Yes. Oh, and I love that part. I, really I do so too. So yeah. a lot of rejection. Oh yeah. When you fail, don't feel like you have failed life. You're just failing. Now, well, you're not. You're not failing. You're just. That You're being didn't work redirected. Out. Exactly. That didn't work Stepping out because stones. there is something yeah. else that's right. much bigger and probably much more do. up your alley. Because exactly. it's like now that we are 
into this. It's like, oh, this is my life. And it's led me to so many other doors. And I've met so many amazing people. And it's led me to other ideas of things that I want to start in the future. You know, once this gets more on its feet, there's other things that I'm like, oh, we could branch off and we could become Well, let's talk about that, the future, because this is still fairly new. Mm -hmm. And the beginning, I think, of any business venture is always the exciting part, you know. Um, So have you thought about you know, what's the five-year plan? What's the 10-year plan? Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. Um, in fact, we had to have all that done for the IRS before we could ap- apply. But yeah. no, <laughs> um, and no, is the, it still the same plan? I'm, basically. Okay. I mean, we would eventually like to become, within the next two years, we would like to be a national company so that we can work outside of Michigan anywhere within the United States, including Alaska and Hawaii. And within the next seven years, um, well, it was seven years total, so about five years. Five, in the next five years, we would like to be international, so that we could we can go all over the place wow. and help. I mean, I know when I was over in Africa, there's places I think about now that I'm like, oh my gosh, we could go there, and because they need so much help, and you know, I, I mean, the even the rehab center that I lived and worked at when I was over there is a fantastic place. But I'm sure there's things we could go and do there. They uh, rehab large cats, and uh, they have a. The place I worked at has a strict re-release program. So, they, I mean, they try to re-release everybody. I think there's only been a couple in their history that they haven't been able to because they've had such a bad injury or something. But, I mean, to even go over there and, and help would be amazing. So we would eventually like to become an international company. Good what's for the, you. What's the best story, animal story, that you have? Ever? Or yeah. just with to, this? To date. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, that's so, so tricky. Um. Well, you know, I have to talk about Africa, my Africa, because I just, for whatever reason, that continent just resonates with me. And I just love it, love it, love it there, which is probably why my husband asked me to marry him the day I came home um, from <laughs> from being over there. He was um, afraid you were going back. <laughs> well, I was. I was kind of looking at some schools over there and, and things like that. But, no, I'm happier to be here with you, honey. But, um I mean, there were so many things there that I, I'll never, ever forget the first time I saw an elephant in the wild in Africa. We were in – we took – while I was there, I was there for a month. I had four days off that whole time. And one of the days we went into Kruger National Park, which is one of the largest animal reserves in the entire world. And um, and I just remember just driving driving through the entrance and there was a, a, a wild wild elephant right there, a bull right there just eating – and I just never forget that feeling of seeing one in the wild for the first time. Oh, and, and you um, rode an elephant. I did. When I was there, we went on a, um, a sunrise elephant back safari. So you just kind of go through the savanna on an elephant's back. And the one that I happened to ride happened to be um, Daddy. He was, you know, he was Daddy to everybody. So the little calves would just follow you. And I remember... Um, one of them just reached up its trunk and like held onto my foot at one time, and um, and probably my That'd be awesome. yeah one of one of my best memories from that whole trip was um, hearing an elephant fart for the first time. It is, it is. I remember you know I'm on the elephant with a guide and I keep hearing this noise. I you know over and over again. I'm like, what is? It sounded like little bubbles. And you it's know like from a, horses that. It's, it's different than any fart, uh, any, any animal fart, including human farts that I've ever you've never heard, heard before. Jackie fart. <laughs> you've never heard Denise. I'll tell you right now. 
Den- I think Denise's would just smell like wine. <laughs> Bourbon. Perfume. Bourbon. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, but it is, it's this weird like bubbling sound. It's like a blub, 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 blub. And I, so I asked the guide after like 20 minutes of hearing this noise, just like constantly, because they're constantly eating. I mean, you're riding, I was riding their back and they're just ripping down shrubs and ripping off pieces of trees. And I mean, they're just constantly eating. And um, so they constantly fart. And oh, um, yeah, I, I had to ask the guide, I was like, what is that noise? Is the elephant making that noise? Is something else making that noise? What is that noise? And he laughed and he said, oh, oh, they're, they're farting. <laughs> so I said, oh, okay. That sounds That's so much what that nicer. Is. It does. I'm going oh, to fart. Like speak with that Mozambique <laughs> accent. Yeah. So, so that's a pretty funny one. Um, but... I don't know. Gosh, I Your really... Your cheetahs and you yeah. fed the hyenas. I don't know. What did you How, how long were you there? The wild I was dogs there for a month. Oh, wow. For, yeah, we'd have to... Um, one of my wow. favorite days was uh, they did have... This is one of the animals that I told you they tried re- to re-release and they could not because he kept coming back. There was a, um, a cheetah there. Yeah, there was a cheetah at this like rehab center. Who had, he, <laughs> you feed him, you give him everything. They come back. Keep coming back. No, um... It's okay. <laughs> um, there was a cheetah at the reserve that I lived on uh, named Kula, and he had been there for, I think, like 10 years by that point. He had been brought in long before I think he had a broken leg or something, and they were able to, you know, uh, rehabilitate him. And, and they tried to re-release him, I think, three times, and he just kept coming back, and they would, like, come out in the morning, and he'd be laying there all happy. They're like, there's something wrong with you. You should want to be in the wild. But um, And the last time they re-released him, they actually got permission to go to a totally different um, reserve and re-release him like 200 miles away. And he came back. And oh, that time wow. they were like, we, we wow. have to keep him because yeah. unfortunately he had stopped at a farmer's house overnight and he had eaten their dog. So... Oh, which happens when you're in Africa. That's, you know, oh it happens. Oh. So they're like, you know, Kula, you can just live with us. And I mean, the enclosures oh. there were each fantastic. I mean, each each cheetah had like between two to four acres, depending on their age. That was just theirs, you know, or theirs. And like if there was a brother and sister team or something. So they had tons of room. But he loved people there. I think there was oh. something wrong with him. Definitely. We all agreed on that. But um, he loved people. And uh, one day we went out in the the big trucks because we had to run him to give him extra exercise. And, you know, cheetahs can run up to 70 miles an hour. They can only stay at 70 for about 15 seconds and then they can can go down to 60 or 50. But we we knew that day. Yes. Yes, I'm sure you did. (laughs) But uh, we would be in the back of the trucks and we would just fly through the savanna and he would be just chasing us and, you know, to give him extra exercise. Because he just, yeah. And he loves people. So he would just follow Follow us. Yeah, just follow us. And, then he'd lay down when he was done for a little while, and we'd get out and kind of pet him. And you know, he wanted to be near us, so he would, you know. So it was, he it was ate, very cool. A dog. Interesting. He ate a dog, which actually, uh. I mean, I remember them telling telling us the story when we were there, and all of us were like, "Oh, you know," because everyone who was there was from uh, America and Europe. And uh, I think there was one from South America as well. But all of us were just like, oh, oh, my. And they're like, oh, yeah, that happens all the time around here. The farmers have to be careful. They, oh, wow. Yeah. The, their wow. sheep don't get eaten by wolves. Their sheep get eaten by lions. And, wow. Yeah, there things were over there, which makes sense. some things I was happy I learned after the fact. Yeah. And yeah. one was um, she – my birthday's in the summer, and she was down there in July. So we really hadn't talked to her, but she contacted us. We were – Jeff and I were up north, and uh, – for my birthday and I was very glad it had already happened because she was so excited telling me how 
the whitewater rafting she had been on never would have happened in America because they no. halfway through there were alligators all around. Oh well, my gosh. I have I have whitewater rafted in Africa. I said, and I'm really glad you're telling me yeah, now. Right. Afterward. And just this past summer I whitewater rafted for the very first time in America and the differences are quite unbelievable. When I was in Africa, the boat was very small, the the raft, I say that in quotations, was very small. You could only fit a maximum of two people in it, which if you go in America you have like eight to ten people. And um, and we had a guide, but he was just kind of like, follow me. And then he was gone, and we like didn't see him again until the end of the day. Wow. So we're like fighting these. We have no idea where we're he's going. He's hiding from the alligators. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. he's like giving us this spiel of, oh, if you see hippos, if you see crocodiles, do not hit them with your oars. You know, and we're like, oh. so so yeah. no, it was it was a great day. Everyone lived. It was great. I jumped. They let me jump off. Everyone a water. lived. Oh, well, yeah. that's good. And another was one great. was because um, we're you were they the cheetahs were in captivity and uh the high fence dana said because she's shorter in stature and she said she was the littlest one (laughs) in the group and you could just watch their eyes because they they would all run to the fence when the group was coming out and they would just quickly go through the crowd and center on her every time because she would be (laughs) In their book, the easiest yeah, prey, the easiest and that wow. just yeah, it was amazing. The lions, especially because there were um, when I was there, there were eight lions there, and um, oh, mom spilled her wine. Excuse yeah. me, Uh-oh. and you thought it was going to be oh, me. Oh, jeez. <laughs> um, uh oh. But yeah, that's that's how they work. Is just uh, you know they pick out the smallest or who they think is going to be the weakest, and so it was every time without fail. It was me. So wow. we would kind of test that actually. After we noticed it the first few times, we would like all get together in a group, and they'd put me in the middle of it. And nope, they'd look at our feet and they'd see. Oh, every time they'd all Fish. just within ten seconds would just lock wow. on me. It was just amazing. That predatory. So, it gives you that respect for those animals because so you, if you're going to work with animals, you have to have the respect for them. You have to know going in that this animal could overpower me at right. any time. I yeah. am not in control at all. Right. I have to respect them and their ter- territory, and and you know just know that yeah. <laughs> it's their territory. What's been the biggest surprise about? You know, starting and owning your own business. Well, uh, I mean, the amount of paperwork with being a nonprofit and working with the IRS and all of that, just the amount of paperwork that goes into just everything you have to do just to even be classified as a nonprofit was kind of, un- I mean, we had over a, a year of, of pa- I mean, the first year was just paperwork, 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 which, as we said now, is, is totally worth it. But mm-hmm. that was shocking. Um, but the generosity of people you, to you know to see what you're doing and want to instantly i mean people who maybe have never been around animals in their life or you know but they just see that you're trying to help and they're instantly interested in oh you know how can i get involved how can i help what are you doing tell me about it that that's that's a really really cool thing and as i said even with our volunteers just how many people have just who have never even worked with animals before but just want to help in some way and have said this is cool. I want to. I want to help. How can I help? How can I be a part of this? Because we love what you're doing. So that's a great feeling and has been a very good surprise. Mm-hmm. I would say to see how many people have an interest in what we're doing and want to learn more about it and want to help. I mean, that's something. I mean, the generosity of people will, will blow you away. It'll let you know that there is still good things in the world. And, you, you know. Yeah. I mean, animals. We we do share this planet with animals, and mm-hmm. you know, like there you said, you we do need to respect them and and help them when we can and. Make sure we, uh, you know, make their lives better. I, I like the way you put that on your website. Thank right? you. Thank you know. You. Now, I gotta show. I have to show my ignorance here a little bit. Um, you, I, you hear nonprofit often. I mean, yeah. 
about organizations, and I know you know uh, Red Cross is a nonprofit. Yes. What? Why nonprofit? Why are you a nonprofit organization? Or what are the advantages? That's a great I guess. question. Yeah, that is that's a, a that is question. a fantastic because uh, sometimes you look you're at not it, as like, ignorant as we thought. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it is. That's a tricky question to answer. Um, in my mind, we would actually be able to take on more, and this might sound strange, but in a way, be more successful as a nonprofit for this kind of doing this kind of thing. Do, do you get what I mean? Are, mm-hmm. Do you understand what I'm trying to say, Mom? Can you have, well, do you have better words? I, wording no, for I, that? I believe um, your purpose is to do behind the scenes thing um the the things that people donate money for let's say it is a zoo and a perfect example was when dana was working at toledo zoo and they were spending mega bucks rightfully so on a fabulous aquarium mm-hmm. and, and you should go yeah she'd be back in the lab and she would see needs. basic needs that probably cost a thousand two thousand dollars that weren't touched at all because the, public, the public wouldn't public see sees. it um, oh, so that's I what I always saw as your calling was to um, raise funds in a different way that was going to enable you to go behind the scenes to get what animals really need. But maybe the public is never going to know it. You just know mm-hmm. it's going to help the animals and the staff that cares for them. Yeah. And, and don't people, get us wrong. The Toledo Zoo is, is absolutely wonderful. Oh, it the, is. People the are willing to do it. Is. The loved, aquariums. And loved if you've my ever time seen there. the polar bear exhibit there. Oh, it's fantastic. Oh, it's oh fantastic. that's so fun. Yep. And if people donate to a nonprofit, mm-hmm. they don't have to pay taxes. Exactly. It's a tax write off. Yep. 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 And that's, so that's another benefit right. because being nonprofit tax exempt, people will actually sometimes give you more because then right. they can write it off at the end of the year and it benefits that's them. That's what in the we're same trying way. for. Right. Yes. We're, we're all at the beginning of this. I know personally I'm learning tons, but um, I've long been involved with fundraising but never from the bottom up i always helped talented people right so i'm learning from them and and corporate sponsorship we need so i'm learning some from some things from people that have done that in the past or have helped people do that uh to me probably as a long-term educator it's just the whole learning process of all these different things that I've never had to really think about. Right. But if I can incorporate it, because Dana has zoo rehab, but she also has a, uh, a another business that she started simultaneously, just hasn't had time for, that is for-profit. And that zoo mission that's going to deal with the merchandising. Yeah. Oh, really? And then, so that, and I made that for profits so that we can actually sell it. And what we're going to yeah. do is basically, um, I have a couple of artists that create art of animals or uh, even I, I love photography. I'm a photographer on the side and I love obviously wildlife photography. So it, it's taking that and then we put it on t-shirts and sweatshirts, all American made, all high quality. And then we can sell those things in um, all American made stores and zoo gift shops and things like that. And 20% of each thing that is purchased will go back to zoo rehab. Oh, it's just an smart. extra way to help. Very but, smart. Yeah, that's still in the so early, early on the back Don't you find that there's a lot of fingers that oh, go right. off yeah. once yeah. you start? Oh, yeah. right. right. That's my biggest is, surprise. Is that link on your website? Not yet, because Not yet. we are okay. still in the process of having our materials okay. created. Before we wrap up, because we're getting the two-minute yep. mark oh, from the mark, the fingers tech here. over there, then panics. Our wonderful <laughs> I have to switch gears here and ask you if you were an animal, what animal would you be? And you know what? People ask me that all the time. Then you have a great answer. <sighs> I have a I okay. have no answer. Well, let me ask um, Jackie. <laughs> oh, I knew something <laughs> about it. Okay. Well, according to um, Chinese astrology, I'm a rabbit. 
Okay, well, I just have to tell you that I asked Rebecca, of course, our wonderful CEO, um, mm-hmm. if I were an animal, she had an answer for me. But what, I, but what I said, yours? well, let me tell you what she said about you. I, I said, don't want to know what she said so about cute, me. Though. Yes, no. you do. It's not Rebecca. Be a she didn't hesitate. She said she'd be a honey badger. What's that? That's what I said, and and oh, basically what, they're cool. I, I she they said because cool. you're sweet, but you're very protective of your family and loyal. Oh, oh thank you, Rebecca. Way to go, to her. Wow. Way to go. Oh, that's, that's my she new favorite said, animal. She had a couple animals for me, but one of I them that just made imagine. me laugh really hard was she said I'd be a parrot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I believe it. And I said, I knew she meant because I talk all the time. And, yeah. and she, she said, no. I said, because I'm colorful. She said, vibrant and chatty. That's, that's a good one. Chatty. That is yeah. not a bad thing to Why doesn't Rebecca just say what we should all be? Thank you, animal, Rebecca. Yeah. What, what would you be, Linda? I am... Um, Leo the lion, as far as uh, my sun sign. So I've lionesses have always just fascinated me. And uh, Chinese calendar, I'm a horse, and I adore oh. horses. Mm-hmm. And we had them for thirty some years. So that definitely would be on the list. Well, too. you know what's funny is on Dana's website um, that she on her kids page she has riddles, and it I can't remember what the riddle. What, what kind of music do rabbits like? And it's hip hop, hip hop, hip hop. There you go. go. There you go. <laughs> you are a rabbit. <laughs> so, um, which, by the way, I love Reable. the kids' page. Thank you. So, um, Thank you. You, can, you don't have kids volunteer, do you? Or, or do kids I have, also? I have some kiddos that do. That do. I have some friends that volunteer that have little ones. They're always mm-hmm. like, can I just bring? They have little. I have little zoo rehab T-shirts for them. Oh, cute. And uh, they're Coloring like, pages. you know, can I always awesome. just come? I'm like, yeah. Bring. We are. We we are open. I mean, we are a family based organization. Yeah. Right. Very, you can tell from what we've talked about. Right. Very family oriented. And, um, you know, I mean, we we want to assist these places not only for the animals. I mean, animal, animals are number one for us, obviously, but to make them these places better for families to visit right. and things as well. So, yeah, we're right. very family oriented. So well, we do have some little ones. <laughs> we do have to wrap it up. But for, congratulations Thank on you. your success. Yeah. Good and you. um, we're definitely going to be following you. Have you back on the show later oh, on in the future it. as love you're it. growing and, and find out. So how can people get a hold of you? How can they volunteer? Yep. How can they donate? All of our information, contact information where you can send a private donation if you'd like or you can donate online. It's all on our website www.zoorehab.org You can learn about the current projects we have going, some that we will sh- probably have within the future. We have our kids page where kids can, you can have lists, book lists, depending on age um, that, you know, focus on animals. And we have, yeah, riddles and all Great. kinds of fun Crowd facts. funding is through mm-hmm. generosity. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Um, and we will have that the link posted on our on page. Our Facebook. Oh, that yeah. is so, fantastic, and, and, uh, and this will be up on us. Sound. Yeah, this will be on SoundCloud. <laughs> I couldn't also, wait to like yeah, in about twenty four hours. <laughs> so, thank you guys so um, much. Thank you. Good luck with everything. Thank you. And, thank uh, you. We do have a sip on this. Uh, Denise is wearing her wine, and that's why she was sucking on her shirt there. But um, <laughs> what, what did you get, Denise? What's the sip on this? Well, I, I saw there was an animal on it. It's a kangaroo. It's yellowtail. <laughs> red wine yellowtail red so, wine and yeah. we always uh, dedicate a song to our guests we try and find a song that um, correlates with the oh, conversation I'm so well it was a little difficult um, but we I did find a song called uh, Save a Horse by 
by Big and Rich. Oh, and there you go. I know, but I didn't say that other part. I was like, can I just say something? Okay, so I recommended that we do Eye of the Tiger, but Jackie pointed out we we had done that before, and she said, "What about that song?" (laughs) I never heard the song. Save a horse, and I'm like, I had the I'm like, save a horse, ride a car. She goes, I go, you've never heard of that song. She never heard this song. I go, do you get what they're saying? I know. Oh, Jackie, I know. Save a horse and ride a cowboy. Thank you so much, guys. I'm honored. (laughs) So that that's the song for you. But um, thank you, guys. Next week we have D Man Foundation. Um, That'll be a great show. Yeah, it is. It's going to be a really good show. And uh, D Man stands for Danny's Miracle Angel Network, and they um, are also a nonprofit organization. Um, unfortunately, that started because of a tragedy they went through, and they're going to talk about that. And what their um, network does is they improve the quality of life for people with traumatic injuries. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, that's next week. Um, It's uh, hump day is over. No, not over. Nooner time is over right now. No drinking, Chris Long. Yeah, yeah, Chris, (laughs) no drinking. So, ladies, you're wonderful. We want to remind you so much. Uh, we want to remind you that sometimes your only available transportation is a leap of faith. Thanks for taking a leap. Happy uh, hump day. Like the horns on my Silverado grill And I buy the bar, double round the crown And everybody's getting down in this town Ain't never gonna be the same Cause I saddle up my horse And I ride into the city I make a lot of noise Cause the girls, they are so pretty Riding up and down Broadway On my old studly Roy And the girls say, save a horse Your Escalade, your Freak Parade I'm the only John Wayne left in this town And I saddle up my horse And I ride into the city I make a lot of noise Cause the girls, they are so pretty Riding up and down Broadway On my old Stug Leroy And the girls say Save a horse, ride a cowboy Everybody says Save a horse, ride a cowboy That's what she said in the back of my truck bed as I was getting buzzed on suds out on some backcountry road. We were flying high, fine as wine, having ourselves a big and rich time. And I was going just about as far as she'd let me go. But her evaluation of my cowboy reputation had me begging for salvation all night long. So I took her out gigging frogs 
introduced her to my old bird dog and sang her every Willie Nelson song I can think of, and we, we made love. love. And I saddle up my horse, and I ride him through the city. I make a lot of noise, cause the girls, they are so pretty. Riding up and down Broadway on my old stud Leroy, and the girls say, Save a horse, not a cowboy. Everybody says, Save a horse, not a cowboy. This is a previously recorded episode of